I've been following this guy for a while. Uh, when I talk with others marketers in the world and ask, who is the best guy on, um, on TikTok ads in the world? Everyone is responding, Maxwell Finn. So it's like, yeah, so this is the guy we should listen to when we want to do TikTok ads. And I think many of the coaches and consultants and also info entrepreneurs listening to this, they're thinking, yeah, but my audience is not on TikTok, uh, but maybe that will change in the next hour uh when we have this chat with uh, maxwell finn and i know also you maxwell you are super busy you have family have all these things so i'm really happy that you can do this so thank you for um, putting up the time to do this uh, talk with me and uh, to do this for coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs in europe of course man I'm, I'm happy to be here i know it took a little bit of back and forth to uh to get it scheduled but it's uh, all again, you'll see there's like a little hopper back there. So my, my office has become a playground and office. So you'll probably at some point see a baby somewhere in the video, but it makes things entertaining. Yeah. How old is your baby? About 18 months. So almost two wow. years, going on two years old. Okay. So, yeah. So the first question I have for you is like, yeah, you, most of, um, the platforms that are, I think, 80% of the, our audience are using when it comes to ads is Facebook ads, and maybe like the rest 20% is using YouTube ads. And, and, and why does TikTok ads work for our audience who want to sell online courses or also coaching and consulting? Sure. I, it's a great question, right? So it's, hey, I've been doing something this way for a long time. It works for me. Why should I try something new? Essentially, that's that's the uh, the essence of the question. I think when, when you look at the trajectory of ad platforms, when you look at the life cycle of ad platforms, I look back at where Facebook was when it started to take off, when people started taking it seriously and started putting a lot of capital into it it looks very, very similar to where TikTok is today in terms of total monthly active users, in terms of the platform and demographic aging up very rapidly, um, in terms of the annual ad revenue, a lot of the core indicators look very similar. So if you saw success on Facebook back in the early days, then you continue to ride that wave, you want to be where the next thing is. Right? Like what, what you don't want to do as an advertiser or a business owner is be the last person on a dying ship or a ship that's going down. Um, and I'm not saying I want to be very clear because I think some people have misconstrued my words uh, in, in the last year or so as I've talked about TikTok. I'm not saying Facebook is going anywhere. I'm not saying that Facebook is dead. I'm not saying that Facebook ads don't work. Um, but what I am saying is in terms of the amount of effort input you need to put into a platform to get results, it is getting harder and harder and harder to maintain similar results on a platform like Facebook. Whereas with TikTok, because it is growing and evolving and CPMs are lower and costs are lower, you can get a greater return for your input, for your investment, both time and capital. <clears throat> so I also told the story because you say like you was a TikTok advertiser or you was a marketer before, but now you are this TikTok uh, uh, expert in the world. So tell me what happened? How did you, how did you start with TikTok and, and uh, yeah. Why yeah. Um, so it's been over two years now. Um, we started really hitting it, not last Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, but the, the previous Q4. So two Q4s ago is when we started like getting some results and traction on TikTok. So we've, we've been on it for a while. We were in the alpha programs before they even went beta, we were alpha. Um, and you know, to be honest, I, I didn't give it much credit. I was at the time testing a lot of different ad platforms um, to see kind of what the next big thing was. Because again, 
what I've found to be true and what most of my mentors who I look up to have found to be true and shared this and they um, have found that you make most of your money, you get your biggest success in your career by cracking new ad channels or new marketing strategies, right? Most people don't make big, big wins and big fortunes by being on a platform that everyone else is on, right? It's, it's really hard to do that. You do it by being early on Facebook, early on YouTube, early on Google, the first person to do auto webinars, right? All these things that were now everyone does when you were in the first wave, you make lots of money. So I'm always looking for that next thing. Um, and, and TikTok was, you're hearing about it a little bit, um, but really wasn't showing that much promise. So kind of just put it on the back burner. And then I got my ad account disabled uh, for the first time. My ad privileges revoked about, I don't know, 18 months ago or so. And that really forced me to like, okay, I got to, I had nothing to do. I got to figure something out, right? I can't advertise on Facebook anymore. And so I went back to TikTok. And by that point, they had made a lot more improvements. The platform had evolved much more dramatically. And, uh, and that was right before Q4, two years ago, and saw really good results, right? It wasn't matching our volume on Facebook, but it was impressive. And the performance was there. And I was like, there's something here. And the growth was there. The momentum was there during the pandemic. User growth skyrocketed. And it got past the point of being a, a trend or a fad. And it was like, this is a real thing. This isn't going to, this is a Vine or a Periscope or a Clubhouse. This is going to be a real platform that has real viability and real uh, competitive advantages over Facebook and other channels. So that really pushed me into it. And then it was just, you know, to be totally transparent with you, I think a lot of people like to say that they're, you know, they see the future and they, they're so smart and they know everything. A lot of it's luck. Right. I put a lot of work in over the last decade to get lucky, but like it was timing. I just happened to get on the platform at the right time in the right place and nobody else knew how to do it. And I was doing it. And uh, I also know that uh, TikTok is kind of different. Uh, yeah, different media platform than or what you delivering content there than others. Uh, and uh, I guess like many are thinking like, yeah, this is cool, but my audience is not on TikTok. So yep. what do you really say to them? I love that question. It is, it is my, uh, it's the kind of okay boomer question, right? You know, that, that, that means like, and now I guess I'm, I'm not even young anymore. So I kind of start to fall in that category. Sometimes people are talking about crypto and web three, but it's a, um, that question of my, or that statement that my audience isn't on that platform is, uh, is something that's been consistently said during pretty much every major technological advancement throughout history. Anytime there's a new medium or a transformative technology, there's early adopters, then there's the, the you know, you look at the, the adoption curve, right? Early adopters. And during the whole early adoption curve, everyone over here is saying, you know, this isn't for me, this is young kids, the, this is just teens and stuff. And then eventually it gets here and then people are like, oh, I gotta take this more seriously. And then there's all the late adopters, the grandparents and the great grandparents and the people that are living in caves and you know, their survival bunkers and stuff. Um, the reality is once a platform passes a billion monthly active users, which TikTok passed months ago and has over 3 billion downloads, it's an impossible argument to make that your customer is not on there, right? When you're talking in the billions of people logging into an app every month, um, your customer is there, right? And what we've seen consistently month over month inside our ad groups when you're building out audiences and going to age targeting is that 35 and up age group continues to grow. The 55 and up age group continues to grow. Just 55 and up on the platform as of like yesterday, um, you're talking 
close to 9 million, almost 10 million people in the US. And I know your audience is different, but in the United States, English speaking, you're almost at 10 million people that are targetable over the age of 55. So that's a pretty good size of people, right? Um, and there's a lot of, of industries on there. So if you spend time in the app as a user, what you'll see, once you get past that initial learning curve, which is all just dancing videos, once you get past that and starts to learn who you are, right? You'll start to realize there are lots of subgroups on there. There are lawyers, there are financial traders, there are people doing you know hardware projects, real estate. Like there are all these amazing subgroups and communities within TikTok that have just massive amounts of users, very, very, very large communities, lots of engagement. Um, and if you're that person thinking my customer's not on there, my audience is on there, maybe you're a B2B market, maybe you sell to a more affluent crowd, maybe you sell to an older crowd, that's your advantage, right? Because I guarantee you everybody else that's competing in the same market as you is thinking the exact same thing. And the people that make a lot of money were the people that got onto Facebook. They were the first people in this market to get on Facebook, to get on YouTube, to get on native, to get on whatever the trend was, podcasts. Like the people that get in first make lots and lots of money and it's a lot easier. So even if you're like on the fence, like crack it. Your customer, the person is there. It's a matter of just being able to get in front of them and, and get them to, you know, to, to buy your product by being creative with your marketing. <clears throat> and what about... Um, uh... So price per leads, is that the same or is it cheaper or how is that uh, in average when you look at TikTok and compare it with Facebook or YouTube? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So one of the great advantages right now of TikTok over a, a Facebook is cost, right? And it's, it's pure economics, right? They're, they're very basic auction platforms. So supply and demand, that's why costs go up during Q4 because a lot more advertisers are trying to run ads and there's fewer slots for them to buy inventory on. So Facebook has basically been out of inventory for a long time. So they have more demand than they have supply of ad inventory. And they have two options as a company. They can either raise prices or they can dis display more ads, which hurts the user experience, which leads to users leaving, which leads to low, lower supply and then costs go up inevitably. So um, they charge more. TikTok hasn't, uh, hasn't exhausted their inventory. They're not even closed yet. So there is currently still more ad supply than there is demand for ads, which means that costs are a lot lower than Facebook. So there's a huge advantage right now if you're early on the platform, getting really low CPMs. We have you know, clients running conversion-based purchase campaigns, getting three, four, or $5 CPMs, which is crazy. And we're talking you know, targeting United States. We're not talking targeting, you know, the Philippines or Indonesia or certain countries where back in the day on Facebook, you could get, you know, dollar, $2 CPMs. This is like high quality first world traffic. And, um, <clears throat> and if you're used to using um, Facebook ads, how, how hard is it to start with TikTok? Is it like, a, is it a totally new platform? No. You need to learn it or do it take a lot of time? And can you tell me a little bit about how, how that is? Sure. So uh, one of the smartest things that TikTok did, um, I think they did two really brilliant things. One is they uh, used Facebook, Instagram, and social media, the big competitors, as their own growth engine. That was back in the early days by putting the watermark on the TikTok on there. So every post that was shared on Instagram Reels was a TikTok and marketed back. So they really knew how to use these platforms effectively as marketers. And then when they built the ad platform out, they did the same thing. They're like, what do these guys do really well? We're going to take all of those good things and make this feel really, really 
consistent and familiar. So when you log into ads manager inside TikTok, it looks just like Facebook's ads manager. The, the campaign structure, the naming, the, the UI, the almost everything, the way you do audiences, your business center, it's almost an exact clone. <clears throat> and what about, uh, I think the biggest question everyone have, oh, I see all these uh, short dancing videos and all these uh, yep. uh, elements you use on it. So, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, creatives, how to start with making creative that's really work on TikTok and, and what is the biggest difference with, yeah, let's compare with Facebook to make a ad or make creatives. Sure. So. Uh... The, the, the question kind of gets to the root of the biggest difference. And the biggest difference is creative, right? So when you look at a, a Facebook or an Instagram or Twitter or Snap, all the kind of traditional web 2.0 companies, they're built on social graphs, right? So they're built on uh, the algorithm, how everything functions built on peer-to-peer -peer connections. It's all about the social connectivity. And that's what drives everything. TikTok is built on a content graph. So social connections mean far less than the content. And that's what's helped TikTok grow so rapidly is the fact that they amplify great content and content they know is going to resonate really well and keep people hooked in the app. And so it's very democratic. That's why people can log in their first day on TikTok and get 20 million views on a video. It's not common, but it's possible. That's not possible on any platform because TikTok just looks for great content. And so the same thing is true on the ad side. It's all about the content. It's all about the videos that you create. And so if you're taking a, an ad that worked really well on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, other channels, and try to push it into TikTok, it's not going to perform. That's like the biggest, I would say nine out of 10 people that come to us and say, hey, I've been running TikTok for a month, two months. It's not working. I say, well, let me look at your ads. They show me their ads. They're garbage. They're, they're terrible because all they are is like, a 60 second straight shot video testimonial. And it's just, it's a single shot. There's no dynamic elements to it. There's no text. There's no audio. It's, it's boring. It's static. It doesn't fit. And so TikTok penalizes you because again, TikTok has built this incredibly addictive engine, this incredibly addictive and intelligent AI that knows exactly what video to put in front of you next on your swipe to get you to watch another video and to watch another video. That's why the average session times almost 11 minutes, which is double Pinterest, which is the number two app for the most time spent during sessions. Um, and so if you have a, an ad that causes people to leave the app or abandon that experience, they penalize the crap out of you because they don't want you in the app. So they make it very, very expensive. So your CPMs go way up. Conversely, if you can create TikToks, right? That's what they, they, they're kind of slogan to advertisers, create TikToks, not ads. If you can create TikToks, they reward you. That's why we have accounts that get three, four, five dollar CPM sometimes because we're creating hyper native content that people watch, engage with, and it builds on that positive experience. They want more advertisers like that. They reward you, so you spend more money. So how how do you structure it? How do you help people to really like you said like it's just four videos for uh, in one week? But how do you, how do you help people to do this in a structured and easy way so it doesn't take more time than they're used for it? Making yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the easiest thing is like, and we do this for all of our clients. We also have like for our students, we have these um, kind of templatized, but really comes down to just having systems and templates, right? So we have a kind of research database and this is a, a, a notion workspace where every week as our team members are doing the research process, 
they're dropping those trends and those opening hook ideas into this dynamic database. And so then our creators or any team members that are shooting videos, if they shoot on Sunday or Monday, they can just go to our list. Okay, here's 10 ideas in the past week. Here's 10 different openers. Here's 10 different text overlays. The ideas are already there. Now they just have to shoot, right? And you don't need fancy fancy hardware or fancy software. You're really, like I said, in an iPhone, if you have some decent lighting, if you have a mount, you're good to go. Um, you can use just your camera app. You can use, there's tools like InShot, which is a great iPhone app. There's CapCut. There's a lot of these kind of free or you know a few bucks uh, iPhone software that you can do basic editing. You can do text overlays. Um, you can do keyframes. You can do lots of, of basic stuff. So again, it, it's not a, a massive investment of time if you just have the systems in place. So it's really just about having the structure of the systems and scheduling your time effectively so you can batch everything. So you're not like where people get, uh, where it gets very time consuming is when people don't have the structure and they don't batch things and they shoot as they want, because then it's like, okay, I have an idea. Now I got to stop my day, do all this to shoot one video. And then I do the same thing on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, no, just do it all in one day of the week, knock it all out, spend an hour, do everything for the week. Now you're done. You don't have to worry about creative for the rest of the week. Hmm. Uh, and what about uh, ad budget? How much should do uh, someone need to start on to see if this works? And all, yeah, I have two questions there. One is ad budget. The other thing is like, how long time do I need to try this before I see it works or not work for me? Yeah, budget budget is always a tricky question to ask because it's it's so contextual, right? It really like. If somebody's watching this and they're selling a, you know, we have a, a consulting client that sells eight thousand um, dollar remote closing packages. They teach people how to do remote closing. It's eight thousand dollar coaching program. It's the amount of time and budget that they should start with and, and expect to run before they get results. It's obviously different than somebody selling a a nineteen dollar ebook, right? Because it's just the cost of consumers lower, the volumes higher, so you can get data. Yeah, we can take example because most of them are, uh, most of the listeners are doing webinars or doing a free thing. So they want to get registered for typically a webinar or a freebie or something like that. Yeah. So I think if, you know, at a minimum, I would say starting daily budget around $200 um, on the low end for anybody we work with on the agency, we do a 500 to 1k starting daily budget. Um, but that's just us in the agency. It's not like, you know, you can start lower. Um, minimum spend per ad group is 20 bucks. So you can't spend anything lower than that. I know Facebook can do $5 a day ad sets, $10 a day ad sets. You can't do that on TikTok. It's 20 bucks is the minimum you can spend. Um, so I would say two, two fifty a day would be where I would start. If I was doing a webinar, um, I would start optimizing for leads Well, submit forms. That's what they call on a TikTok. Um, because you're gonna be able to get enough of those at a decent cost per lead. To, to pass some signal data, to get through some learnings and optimizations and kind of warm that ad account up. Um, and then you can eventually switch to, you know, uh, application bookings or complete purchases, depending on what your, your actual uh, core objective is once you increase spend and once you get more data. But yeah, out of the gate, 200, 200 bucks a day, optimize for leads. Um, in terms of initial campaign structure, we do a single prospecting campaign asset budget optimization. So ABO, uh, usually two, maybe three ad groups. Um, TikTok's different than Facebook in terms of its consolidation and larger ad groups work better than lots of smaller ad sets. Um, so we typically do one ad group is broad 
like zero targeting, essentially. We might do some age targeting and some gender targeting, depending if we're like, if it's a product that's only relevant to men or women, we'll obviously get rid of whatever's not relevant, um, but as wide up as possible. Then we'll do one ad group. That'll be a bunch of layered stacked interests. So a bunch of the most relevant interests. And then that third ad group, depending on whether we have source data for a lookalike, we could do stacked lookalikes or we can do stacked hashtags. So hashtag targeting is on the app. Um, and that's pretty interesting. There's a lot of hashtags that you can target. They're usually smaller, but what you can do is audience expansion on those. And audience, audience expansion actually works pretty well on the platform. So we might do hashtags combined, expand the audience. So that would be kind of our, our two to three different ad groups. Each one of those, again, would be two, 250 a day. We'd put probably four starting creatives under those ad groups. Um, and we let that run for uh, a seven day window. Um, especially if it's a brand new ad account, you're going to want to give it, you know, give it a solid week or so to get, get running, get spending, get some data coming in. I wouldn't, you know, start turning things off after day one, day two, especially for a brand new ad account. Um, in terms of like how long it takes just on, on the aggregate to start seeing positive traction results, you know, we, we've had some, some clients, some accounts, especially if it's like, you know, higher funnel, if it's doing lead generation or something like that you know, start getting great results in the first few weeks. Um, some clients that are selling, you know, that are selling physical products that are, you know, $1,500 range, like, you know, it might take, you know, six, eight weeks or so to get to a place where there's some stability. Because again, it's the one thing with TikTok is it is a younger platform. They have a lot less data than Facebook does. Facebook has a decade worth of data and a lot more spend. So it does take a little more time, more signal data, more account warming up to kind of start getting some stable, consistent results that you can really scale. I don't think everyone likes to hear some inspiration stories. So do you have some case studies with clients they work with or something like, like was blown you away or was like, uh, and are maybe in the same, what we talk about our coaches, consultant or info products that you can share? Yeah, I have a few, I mean, so, um, so, you know, ClickFunnels, um, they were a client, uh, pretty much from, from day one with our agency, they were our first client, um, you know, spending three to $400,000 a month. Um, a lot of their front ends are uh, like eBooks and, and kind of book funnels, uh, web trainings, web classes. So I know there uh, that might be kind of relevant for, for everyone and exciting to see that there, you know, there's a lot of spend there and a lot of potential for, uh, business training, business education, marketing education. So they've been, they've done really well. They've been great. It's been, been running stuff for them for about a year. Um, we have a, a really cool client on the consulting side that I mentioned before that's doing uh, remote closing, that's selling uh, $8,000 packages. They essentially have ads going to a uh, VSL. The VSL then goes to booking a call. Then have, they have setters that are hopping on the calls, closing 8K packages. Um, they were spending a lot of the money on Facebook. They had a 30 K a day, uh, YouTube budget. They initially pulled over, I think 5k a day from YouTube because they actually started doing really, they're an anomaly. They started doing really well, like super early out of the gate. Um, by the end of this month, they're looking to have about 70 to 80% of their YouTube budget moved, moved to TikTok. So, um, they're looking to be over half a million spend. Um, by the end of the month. So those are kind of two different spectrums. So one is kind of lower ticket front ends, but it's still in the info space. One is, you know, higher ticket, um, but also kind of in the, the coaching space. 
And then we're running, you know, for our own info business, um, we're seeing great results running, uh, running ads straight sale to our different training programs. So we have like a $99 a month, uh, TikTok training program that we run ads to. And so we're seeing a lot of success, just straight traffic, cold traffic, not even to a webinar or to a VSL, just to kind of a mid form, you know, not super long form kind of mid, mid length landing page, um, going to that offer. We're actually doing a, a dollar seven day trial, but then converts into $99 and that dollar trials doing, uh, doing really well. Um, and the take rate on the trials over 50%. So we're at close to like 60, 70% of people coming to the trial are converting to the $99 a month. Um, so those are three different accounts. M most of our stuff is we do a lot in e-com. So that's, you know, not, not as relevant for your crowd, but I think those, those three probably would be, uh, you know, some direct relevance, what your, uh, your guys are doing. Um, I think the, the biggest thing, and I try to share this in a lot of talks that I do is yes, today I'm talking about TikTok and I think TikTok has, I think it's the next big thing. I think over the next few years, it'll continue to grab more and more market share in 2022. It's going to do 11 billion in ad revenue, which is more than Twitter and snap combined. So it's, it's well on its way to being a true threat to, uh, Facebook and Google and Amazon's triopoly of ad spend that they have, um, but that being said, I, I don't want people, what I don't want to have happen is I don't want the same thing to happen with Facebook, happen with TikTok, meaning people start seeing TikTok's the thing. They put all their ad spend in TikTok. And then five years from now, we're in the exact same boat that we are on Facebook with TikTok, where everyone's like, oh crap, all my ad spends on TikTok and TikTok doesn't work anymore. I need to figure something out. It's what you should be doing is when things are good, when you are making money, you should be taking a portion of your profits and reinvesting those profits into testing other acquisition channels. That is the, the best time, the easiest time to experiment, test, and find new things is when you're making money. The irony and the thing that's so frustrating because I see it, I've now coached over 10,000 marketers over the last five years through our courses and training programs. Through my agencies over the last 10 years, we've probably worked with you know 200 different businesses from six to nine figures. And I see it over and over again. People don't like to try things when they're making money, they like to double down, triple down, quadruple down, because it's good. They get fat on it. They distribute profits, they make money. And then when they start losing money, things get really bad. Then they panic and they try everything. But it's hard to try everything when you have no money, when you're losing money. Then they get really stingy, right? They don't test things fully because like I, I can only afford to test this for a week with a few, a few thousand dollars and then I got to pull back. So what I'd love for everyone to do is try TikTok, but don't just try TikTok, right? Try podcasts, right? Look at, you can do Spotify. You can advertise there. Um, try Hulu, try connected TV, try the old school stuff. Direct mail still works, right? There are all kinds of other, other channels to acquire customers and grab eyeballs. Um, and the best time to do that is when you're making money. So I just want to make that very, very clear. Cause I think sometimes people think when they hear like a sexy new ad channel, like uh, Max just talked about TikTok and how great it is for an hour. Like I'm going all in on TikTok. Don't go all in on TikTok. Don't do it, right? Yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be great for you. I think it's gonna make you a lot of money. I think you should put a good amount of your budget in TikTok, but diversify, right? Keep doing YouTube if it's working. Keep doing Facebook if it's working. Try TikTok and make another channel. Then try other channels. So that, that's really the the biggest like more macro level marketing lesson that I like to give to people is, um, and it's a it's a uh, tip that Ezra Firestone gave me years and years and years ago when he gave my first speaking opportunity. It was like, what, what made me successful was I started testing stuff all the time. Like 20% of my profits reinvested to testing new stuff. 
And the great thing is you find something that works additionally. Now you have more profits. Now you can test more things and you find another thing that works. Now you have three things working. It, it creates this kind of exponential impact um, for your, your business to, to grow and scale. Plus it makes you way more valuable if you want to sell your company. So anybody that's, that's watching this thinks, hey, at some point I'd like to sell my company. Your company is way more valuable to an acquirer if you have two, three, four, five traffic channels than one. If your business is just Facebook, your multiple is going to be very, very low because that investor is going to know, hey, if Facebook bans you tomorrow, the company just bought's worth basically nothing. Um, so that's that's a uh, you know for whatever it's worth, my uh, advice there on just uh, marketing in general. Um, in terms of other things to talk about on the TikTok front, um, I think something you should also be exploring is working with content creators, right? So TikTok is also a, a you know, very, very creator-heavy creator, creator heavy platform. It's not just about big influencers. There's lots of, you know, influencers with 10, 40, 50, 100,000 followers that, are, that have good influence and a good following. Do outreach, start building up an influencer kind of community and database who can post for you, but also create ads for you that you can use in your ads. Um, so I didn't really talk about today because it's, it's kind of technical and it's hard to talk about without showing visually, um, but Spark ads allow you to essentially put money behind an existing live TikTok. So if an influencer posts a TikTok about your coaching program, you could then use that TikTok, pull it into your ad account and then run that ad and it's coming from their page. So it looks super authentic, super real, really native. Um, and so that's another thing I think uh, a lot of brands are doing very well on the platform. They're leveraging content creators and leveraging influencers, um, both organically and also on the paid side to create ads for them. Thank you so much for uh, doing this. It was, uh, I've been listening to your course and also been listening to, yeah, some other speech you've done and I get always inspired by you, also inspired now. So I figured out we need to do more TikTok ads. Um, uh, so yeah, so thank you for doing this. I know you are a busy guy with family, kids, and also, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing a great business. So thank you again for doing this. Of course, that was a pleasure and happy to uh, come back and share whenever you need me.